This is season four, episode three of The Breakthrough. Welcome back. I'm with Aiden Outlaw. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good, man. So for the listeners who do not know you, can you give some background information about yourself? So like I, like he said before, I'm Aiden Outlaw. That's A-E-D-A-N um, Outlaw. You can Google me, find me on all music platforms, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. Um, I'm 21 years old. Um, I've been rapping seriously for about a year, but um, I've been around music all my life. Um, I mean, I used to play sports a lot. Um, I was uh, really big into football. I played quarterback um, in high school. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, the questions will answer yeah. uh, what Aiden Outlaw is about, I guess. So which high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Wilcox Tech, probably the worst school to go to for football. What is that, um, an uh, S or M school? Yeah, it's like, they, well, now they don't even have a varsity. So, really? I mean, it pretty much tells you how shitty we were. <laughs> hey, but it's still the love of the game. Yeah, exactly. I played uh, throughout for American Raiders and everything, and we went to national championships twice. So, I mean, yeah, that was my life before music until uh, – my injuries kind of pushed me to fall in love with my music a little more. What was the last injury? Um, well, I tore my MCL and my PCL and my right knee twice, and then I dislocated my shoulder twice on my non-throwing arm, but mm-hmm. that pretty much just ultimately ended. You were just like, I'm, I'm good after this. Yeah. No more contact. Yeah, exactly. So when did you start making like music seriously? Um, pretty much last year, um, right around this time, maybe a month before. Um, uh, really got into it and like wanted to, you know, make a career out of it. Um, but before when I was in high school, uh, my buddies and I, we had a group called Free Soul Block, which I still use today for my brand. Um, and we made music like a lot, like, um, our whole high school was pretty much bumping us for a while. Um, we had a mixtape ready to go and then my boy dropped water on the MacBook and, pretty much ultimately ended that there was no more files left yeah there was nothing left destroyed the ram so like we uh we just pretty much stopped there and then once my like my other friend got a macbook Mm -hmm. we got into it again and then like really started taking it serious and that's when you started doing like everybody went down there yeah single road like you weren't in part of a group anymore no pretty much like dirty den is that your guys new group that's uh pretty much where i'm from meriden um we call it the dirty den just because it's that's just how it is it's very like it's almost like new britain you know it's like very just rugged and like there's a lot of uh you know dirty it's just dirty in general you know dirty people dirty streets like it's just different you know so that's pretty much what i use to call meriden Okay. Mm -hmm. So who are your biggest inspirations growing up? Um, My mom is definitely a big inspiration. She was a a singer. So she brought me out to her concerts a lot and things like that. So that's pretty much what got me really into it. Um, She's pretty much sings everything, but um, I want to say mainly R&B and soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, she was like a little white girl singing in black churches and stuff like that. So she really influenced me. Um, But as far as rappers go, she pretty much introduced me to everybody like Nas, Tupac, um, Big L is one of my favorites. Um, And like, I mean, other than rap, I mean, there's Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. There's just so much uh, influences in my life when it comes to music. So 
It's hard to pinpoint just one. I was just about to ask if there yeah. was someone that you could pinpoint yeah. other than your mother. Probably Nas. That's probably my favorite just because I just feel like his, uh, his style is very smooth. Um, <clears throat> his music is very good. I mean, his lyrical content is there. So he's just what a G. What do you think about the uh, new album with Kanye? Pretty fire. A lot of people didn't like it. Like I, I, I liked it. Yeah. From I think it, what the real problem was it was too short. People wanted more. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty much the ultimate. Everybody wants more in the end. Yeah, everybody wants more. Nas. No yeah. matter what, you, like you can't turn it down. Exactly. And like I don't know. I feel like what was your opinion on all those like seven song projects? I mean, I think he's just he's not really focusing on what people think of him. He's just doing what he wants to do. And mm -hmm. like, that's, you know, that's ultimately how I would want to be. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not for everybody else. You're doing it for, for your own purposes. Yeah. And like, if people fuck with it, they fuck with it. But if they don't, they don't, you know, it's so you it's helping like, yourself. Yeah. Like writing in your diary, but instead you're like presenting it to the world. Exactly. And then the people that you want to help, they'll get helped. And then the people that don't will, understand later or just won't get it or at find all. another artist to do that for yeah you. exactly and that's the cool thing about music because there's always an artist for someone yes no exactly. matter what and it's all different styles too yes it's cool man for sure so when did you start uh, getting in contact with strictly business um well i started talking to them uh i want to say end of april beginning of may um but I had a problem with them uh, like about last month or so. So mm -hmm. I kind of stepped away from them and um, took things in my own hands again, like I did before. So you're I, doing more of a solo route, right? Yeah. Cause I just, um, you know, nothing against them. I'm not going to talk bad, yeah, but um, it just felt like, um, I don't know. It just felt like they stopped my flow of what I was getting into. And I was just, I was building momentum as I was going. And I kind of felt like my momentum, my momentum was stopped when I started working with them. So, um, but you know, they're doing their own thing. I'm doing my own thing. So mm -hmm. I feel that. Yeah. Hey, respect. Yeah. It's like every man knows what they got to do when it's time. And it's like, you are the only person that knows you, what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when did you start working with the producer Chuby? Um, so Chuby came into the vape shop that I work at. Um, Pretty much about the same time I started taking this rap like seriously. Um, after I dropped my first mixtape, um, Aware, those were all YouTube beats. So um, I was really in the need of a producer. So um, I just linked up with him and then he just kept sending me beats, sending me beats. And then pretty much we just kept working and working. And then where that's where we are. Um, he's originally from Wallingford, but he lives in Meriden now. So um, yeah, he's from the same city as me. So when you go like in the studio with him, do you usually have beats pre-planned, like, or does he just go in there, cook it up with you? Like, um, there's times where we sit down and cook up together, um, but then there's also times where he sent, he just sends me something that he was working on himself, and then you um, just write up something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it was. Um, I mean, I built up a a big catalog with all the beats that he sent me either way, so um, there was always a lot to record. Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, I pretty much have most of his beats that I wanted to record on, like, finished, uh, recorded up and everything. Yeah. Um, 
and I just have all the release dates ready to go. So I'm just going to be dropping things. Just like you said, you got that master plan. You're, yeah. You're, you're waiting much. to like the chess game. Exactly. And I say this to everybody, but like you can't go out there and play checkers. You need to think about not this step, not next step, but the steps beyond that. Exactly. What you have to do. Exactly. I like that mindset, man. So yeah. let's talk about interplanetary summer. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my second EP. Um, it has, a uh, seven songs. Yeah. Seven yeah. songs. Um, that was definitely something I was working on for a little bit. Um, I haven't put out anything since, um, since May. And that was winter vibes or was that aware? Um, or was that just a single that came out? It was a single. It was called uh, Trust Issues, and I dropped that um, after our uh, third eye opened. So okay. um, those were two singles. Um, I was really working on that project for a while. All those songs are probably older than the songs that I um, songs that I did release before that. Mm -hmm. um, so it just was something in the works for a while, and I kind of just wanted to get all of those projects out, like um, those songs, um, just to show everybody like it's just this this is just the start of yeah what's gonna happen what's gonna now. Come. yeah exactly because everything's gonna be totally different from what people used to hear from me so you're going down a new route you would say um not so to speak but or just um, a new mindset yeah a new mindset i'm a little more um i'm just a little more into it you know what i mean mm -hmm. um at this stage of my life from when i started i'm a little more invested in myself that's and perfect. I'm a little more experienced, so obviously I have um, a little more tools to bring to my to my um, my plan. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So what's different from the songs off of Interplanetary Summer compared to Winter Vibe Volume One and Aware? Um, so definitely the um, the engineering, um, the whole production of it. Um, obviously, Chuby was a little bit less experienced in making his beats and I was a little less, less experienced with my flow and my timing and um, just how to fit my words on a page. Um, so once, once all that happened, I progressed a little more. It just shows like the progression that I've made mm -hmm. over time and especially the progression that Chuby has made with his sound and just to show everybody like the sound that we have, it's a little different than what people normally put out. It's not yeah. like, the gang banging stuff, not like hard, like, um, you know, it's not like club music or anything, not like snow pro or anything, but it's more of like, you're sitting and vibing. And it's like stuff you could smoke, smoke to. Yeah. yeah like that. stuff you could smoke to, or, I mean, you could even turn ups to it sometimes depending on what song it is. You know, I mean, third eye opens one of those songs where you could just sit Smart. and vibe or you could turn up to it. Like, yeah, that's just how it is. Um, but that's just, you know, I just wanted to see, I want people to see the genre, that we're putting out because I don't think it's like a normal. It's almost like a when I think about that, I think about like how Cuddy, you could listen to Cuddy when you're just sitting out like on the back porch looking at the stars, but you could also listen to Cuddy on your way to a party. Exactly. Just because it gets you in that night. Exactly. I yeah. like that. Huh. So is there a reason why you had the aesthetics of the mixed uppercase and lowercase letters with off the tape? Um, not there's not really much thought into that one. Um, I just thought uh, it looked pretty, pretty cool, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but there is some things, a lot of times, like when you see the dollar signs and when I replace the S's, I kind of like just want to show like how, like, because most of the times I'm talking about politics and mm -hmm. I talk about just how 
people's way of living isn't really what they think that it is. Like it's not what it seems. And like the dollar pretty much shows a lot of the, the fakeness around people mm-hmm. because that's what people are really in it for they in most cases. around the money exactly. instead of around the light. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I put a lot of like the dollar symbols instead of S's in mine. Mm-hmm. Um, capital letters, that's just whatever. I just feel like it looks cool and it's just different, so. You wanna stand out, you wanna yeah. be unique. Yeah. That's smart. So can we go through the process of creating Interplanetary Summer a little bit more? So like, what was it like? What was it leading up to the moment where you had to market it? So, um, I mean, pretty much I just, uh, lately I've been, instead of going into the studio, um, I have a laptop now, I have my own mic now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a little better at engineering. So I pretty I engineered that whole EP myself. Really? Um, yeah, besides um, fashion. Um, that was made at Legacy Studios in Waterbury. Um, that's usually where I go for Legacy. my, yeah, that's my go-to spot for um, services, what I, wherever I need. Um, the guy who featured Captain Farrow, that's my uh, engineer he usually. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, he just dropped his tape, Vibes. Um, it's out on all platforms now. Um, Send that over. Yeah, after I will. the interview. I definitely yeah. want to check that out. Yeah, he's, he's nasty with it. All the dudes at Legacy that I've met over there are really good. Um, but yeah, just pretty much making interplanetary summer. A lot of it was, um, just lonely nights in my room, late night, just alone, just just thinking. Yeah. You know, I, that's a lot of the times that's when I write my music, I'm sitting down I'm just smoking, I'm chilling. Um, and just whatever comes to my mind, I try to always put a message into my music. I don't want it to be like, I mean, I want it to have, have fun, but at the same time, I want people to understand that like there's things around them that happen mm-hmm. that, I mean, you might not notice, you know? Do you have like a special like process going into writing? Do you do anything right before? Do you listen to any artists? Do you watch a movie? Like, um, I mean, you definitely have moods. Like if you feel like you're in the mood to write, that's definitely like, I mean, I get that at least once a day. Like I feel like I want to write something or if I just really get a, if I really get a good beat, that's really what puts it in motion. Like if I, if like, that okay, beat speaks to that? me, yeah. yeah. Like, like third eye open, um, that beat was so hard to me and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't crack it. I couldn't write to it. I had writer's block, but I took an acid tab and <laughs> it just Open clicked. Your third eye. Yeah. It just clicked, bro. And I wrote that whole song and like, 20 minutes what is it, it was like, just, like writing on psychedelics it was it was pretty nice it did was you definitely do it with different. a pen and pad or did you do it with your phone i do it on my phone okay. mm-hmm. i've i've ever since i seen drake write his verses on a blackberry as a kid yeah. <laughs> i've been writing my verses on my phone so since i was like 15 so like some of my songs like the whole aware mixtape mm-hmm. all those songs i wrote i was i was 16 years old when I wrote that. Damn. So like those were all old songs that I pulled out of the vault mm-hmm. and just used the lyrics to. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty fun. Um, I haven't really had an experience like that yet um, since, but yeah. um, once I get the right beat to vibe out to, I'll definitely try that again if I have writer's block. <laughs> See, like you might as well do a little experiment. Yeah, exactly. Test it out. Exactly. If it goes two for two. Yeah, right. <laughs> so who have you worked with for music videos so far? Um, I worked with uh, a dude named uh, Suno Films. 
He's out of um, East Hartford. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met him through a dude named uh, Nine Navy. He's from Middletown. He was the um, first feature I ever had, mm-hmm. um, besides my friends, obviously. But he was yeah. the first feature I ever had, and he's a really dope artist. One of my favorite artists in Connecticut, at least. Um, but his videos, like, were always awesome. So he was definitely the uh, the first person I had to hit up for a video. Um, and my first video, Pink, uh, hit 21K. Um, that's, that's probably my highest played track yeah. um, so far. Um, but then uh, my second video pink, for pink, Third Eye Open. Pink, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone's favorite for some reason. Um, but the Third Eye Open video, I did. Um, I shot it with uh, Kev Combs from uh, Bridgeport. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of did a lot of his um, videos for Kados. Um, He's nice, dudes like that. Yeah. Because um, he's part of uh, Members Only Productions, so mm-hmm. they have a really good uh, good setup out there. Oh, I um, bet. Yeah. So now I'm probably I'm shooting for uh, to shoot another video probably next week. Um, for a single I got dropping at the end of the month. Ooh. And um, I'm kind of looking at, uh, like, Unruly Wes. He shot the uh, 60 Shot Blake um, yeah. video. So, he's nice. Yeah, that would be fire. So, that, that would be. Yeah. So, so he's up next that you're trying to get in contact with? Yeah, I think that's who I'm going to book with is next. Is there anybody else that you would like to work with that, that is a videographer? Definitely Caleb Edens. He's a very cool dude. Yes, he's from Meriden. That's uh, he comes to my vape shop every now and then. That's definitely I talk to him a lot. But that um, red camera is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's on, he's on a different level, so you know you gotta I gotta get in a certain uh, budget level for that. So, mm-hmm. um, but he does great work, and uh, it's just awesome to see somebody from my town who's you know he's selling. Yeah, doing something that's like you know it's just way farther level than what we are at right now, and like. Um, I respect him a lot for Good that. Good for him. No, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't even know that like he was from your town. Yeah, we used to ride bikes together and stuff. Yeah, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion on social media in today's culture? I spoke to many artists who said mm-hmm. they would love to get off social media if they didn't have to promote their art. So like, what's your opinion on that? Um, social media is your biggest tool uh, for this generation, at least, because everyone's on it. You can reach people in your town, your region, your country, you can reach people nationally. So it's global. It's not, it's definitely an annoying thing. I was never a person. I mean, I didn't even have a phone until last year. Really? So it was like, I was definitely a person who doesn't like to get into electronics too much. I hate watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I'm not into that type of stuff. But once I started doing music, I had to really get into social media, learn yeah. algorithms and stuff like that. But ever since then, it's been my best tool to get my music out. Um, but obviously, at you know, some point I want to be able to just pay somebody and here you go. You could do my social media. Yeah. But as of right now, I just do everything myself because, you know, there's no point of me wasting money on things I can do myself. If, right if you can do it, then why like pay someone? Right yeah, now? exactly. It really makes the world your backyard. Yeah. And it's cool, but it's scary at the same time. Exactly. And I was I was listening to the Russ interview. I think it was on n- the Breakfast Club. Yeah. It, not the 97.7, but he was just saying that it's not normal to be getting millions of people saying, go fuck yourself. And like, 
just yes. all this hate it's and then like a couple minutes later having like thousands or millions of people saying yo i love you man Keep, don't, yeah. don't worry about that exactly because it's like you're not your emotions aren't supposed to go up and down like exactly. that exactly exactly shout out to russ too that interview yo you see him and young bands so, made up yeah that that interview just i don't know it made me think a lot about myself mm -hmm. and he made and he made a song called outlaw which killed me too. I was like, damn, I should have been copyrighted my name. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's my actual last name. Like, that's, that's not you a rapper been name. Done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So what platform do you prefer to promote your music on? Um, Insta, Twitter, even uh, well, YouTube? Yeah. Insta is definitely my, my favorite platform to use. It's my biggest followed platform. Mm -hmm. I have almost 5k right now. Um, that's dope. Everything else is kind of just secondary, but um, yeah, that's probably my biggest platform I promote on. Cool. Yeah. So this is a big one. I, I always ask an artist that comes on the show, if you could do a dream collab with any artist, dead or alive, who would they be? And then you get to choose the producer that gets to produce the track. They're also dead or alive. Oh, <laughs> on the spot. Big L with DJ Premier. Why? Done. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Big L is the best rapper of all time. I love Big L. Big L's. I was always a kid that looked at freestyles a lot. I watched everybody's Tim Westwood freestyle, everyone's Bobito's freestyle, mm -hmm. everyone's freaking Funk Flex freestyle. So five fingers of death. Yeah, yeah, sways, whatever. So when I listened to like Biggie Smalls or something, I'm like, wait a minute. He's just performing juicy or hypnotize, yeah. whatever. But Big L would go up in there, <laughs> straight bars, killing it off the top of the dome, no written, never heard it before, yeah. like straight body of beat. You know what I mean? And like, like that one that he did with Jay-Z, Jay-Z spit that freestyle about 30 times. Big L. I don't think I've seen that. Oh my, it's like 10 minutes long. It's on Stretch and Bobbito show. And like. Send me the link. I, I will. I will for sure. Freaking Big L. And plus he said the hardest line I ever heard in a freestyle. What was it? He said, Mad hoes, ask Beavis, I get nothing but head. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like th that's the hardest line I ever heard. In a freestyle. In a freestyle. People don't realize how hard it is to say that off the top of your head while you're flowing. And how the hell do you think that, out. bro? How do you think that? I would have been thinking about that for like five years. And get then, that uh -huh, line. I found out. For real, bro. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> We're back for discography details. So the first song is with Jay Dexter, and it, it was Talking Shit. So, wow, Talking Shit. That was FSB's breakout single. Um, some kid at school, some corny ass kid, tried to diss my boy Dex. Um, and he was just a clown. They were just clowns and uh, made like a parody YouTube type video. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for us to start going at this dude. So we were just chilling in my, uh, in my bathroom, uh, sipping on like fireball and like forties. <laughs> and like, mind you, we're like 17 or yeah. 16. So we were just wiling out. And, um, so I was like, bro, let's go, you know, write this track. So we, um, I chose the beat. Cause I was like, this is a hard beat. I've heard, you know, it's originally a Jay-Z beat. It's DJ Premier made it. Um, and 
it pretty much went from there. Like we just, we just went off and, uh, as soon as we dropped the track, everybody was going to yeah, yeah, that that shit was fun. Sorry, little rabbit, but dicks are for chicks. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) That was my favorite line. Hey, well, at least you got your boys back. That's yeah, exactly. (laughs) So off of aware, the first song aware title track aware was a song that I made um, because uh, come to find out when we started rapping again, I looked on that kid's profile and he was still making songs about us. Talking shit. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, how are you still making songs about us, bro? You're stuck in high school. That's I said it in the, in the, in the song. But also at that time, uh, my boy Dex had gotten locked up. So, um, so that, that hit me a certain way. So I wanted, I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about just um, how people talked about him in, in while he was like getting locked up and everything like that. And it's how people viewed him. And then also just telling that kid to just like, you know, leave me alone, like leave us alone. Stop commenting it's on my pictures. Path. Yeah. Like, you know, don't, don't hit me up. If you don't like my music, don't bother me. Cause I'm not going to bother you because you're, you're not worth my time. Mm-hmm. I'm on a level right now and 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 spot an investment that you wouldn't even make in in over a year yeah you know i put i put hustle in i've gotten shows and everything like that been in magazines i've had interviews so it's just like you know just step off me bro that's it 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 can be done yeah exactly just be a man yeah grow a parent just yeah and if you want this you know put the work in and that's that that's it what about Nino? Oh, Nino. That one I made for the state of Connecticut because what are we famous for? We have a lot of casinos. So that one, uh, I went there a couple times because uh, there's Which so many one? vape conventions there. Foxwoods. I, I've been I to Mohegan. in Ledger, so it's right next to Foxwoods and Mohegan. We're like five minutes down from Mohegan, ten minutes down from Foxwoods. That's great. Yeah, like that, that song, that... The, the beat really made me think of a casino. It mm-hmm. actually kind of reminded me of like the Foxwood theme song almost. So like it definitely inspired me to just make a song about that and just having fun and like, you know, just chilling Living and life. Yeah. And like I'm aware, like me and my boy Vinny, we were just pretty much, that was before I bought his MacBook before we even got a microphone. We recorded it right off the MacBook with no microphone, that whole tape, 10 songs. And we, finish it in about four days that whole tape just staying up every night doing like two or three tracks a night yeah um staying up to like 4 a.m that's pretty much yeah that that tape was that was a lot of fun honestly that was one of the most that was probably my most fun project i've had Mm -hmm. just because i don't know why just just was it was free it was yeah it was just it was very like fresh to me again it was like you know when you first started dating a girl or something like that it was just very fresh to me you were again. like this is why i'm making music yeah yeah so that's pretty much you know i'm trying to get back to that again mm-hmm. so yeah that's cool i like that so off of winter vibes what about was it vcrx uh fsb yeah ny navy that's yeah. your boy yeah nine navy he uh he's just a beast i i first time i he was actually one of the people i'm just gonna say he was the person that got me back into rapping i didn't even know who he was never met him before but um 
we moved to uh, I moved to Middletown to an artist co-op, and um, he was actually performing a show there with uh, Don Zop and Don yeah, a um, couple of other dudes. Um, but that's where I I was down there like uh, not like chaperoning, but um, supervising or whatever, so the co-op doesn't get damaged. But um, I heard these kids, and I'm like, damn, like these kids sound fresh. Like the beats were hard. The kids flow was nice. And then, uh, I just decided to hit him up and I was like, you know, what's good with the feature. He made the beat for VCR FSB. Um, and then obviously featured, but we went, I went down to Middletown and recorded with him, chilled with his, uh, his boys and stuff. And that's pretty much where I met, um, the videographer for, for pink. Coincidences, man. Yeah. So, um, shout out to him. Shout out the whole uh, VCR because that's what their their group is. Um, Vibe Catcher Records oh, cool. and Free Soul Block is FSB. Yeah. So it's that little collab between two groups. I like that. Yeah. So now on to the big one, Third Eye Open. Third Eye Open. That was just the Acid Tab. Nice. Yeah, Acid Tab Memory. That was definitely my favorite track that I've released so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like... It's a little uh, underplayed for what uh, for what it was, you know. I feel like that's a song that um, that should have blew up a little better. But mm-hmm. in the end, it's a promotion. Promotion can be years and it could be months, so it doesn't matter. So exactly. I'll just work on that part of it, and then uh, just focus on the future projects now. And, Who knows? Uh, there's going to be a fan in the future that like goes back and finds that track, and he's like, "This is my favorite one." Yeah, of all the shit he's ever had, and you know. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like a crowd favorite when I when I play that song live. People will definitely turn up for it, um, but for some reason, everyone loves Pink. Because <laughs> it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so now going into interplanetary summer. Mm-hmm. What about victory? Victory. This is actually featuring Chuby. Right? Yeah, this is Chuby's first rap. Um, pretty funny. Uh, I was surprised I was even gonna let his ass feature on my EP because yeah. um we had a little incident down at CT Zone where uh, they were like, "Chuby, we heard you spit," and like I don't know where they heard that from, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You guys want to spit some bars?" And he started freestyling, and I'm like, "This is FM radio, so you can't swear." So he starts dropping like B bombs, F bombs and shit. And I'm like, bro, don't ever grab the mic again. <laughs> ruined it. Like I didn't want to freestyle after that. Like mm-hmm. he just ruined my vibe, but I let him redeem himself with a written. And, um, he came out that, that was a pretty hard song. I, that beat really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Like my flow on that song is definitely, that was my favorite song off the tape. Everybody loved fashion. Cause Pharaoh ate it, yeah. but victory is like my favorite song. And all it's I did, personal we, favorite. yeah, like we went, I went to his house. I just brought my MacBook over to his crib and, um, he wanted, he really wanted to get on a song. So I was like, all right, bro, let's just get on this one. And let's then, do it. Yeah. That was it Took pretty it much. Yeah. And we just cooked it up. What about fantasy? Fantasy. <laughs> fantasy is like, uh, it's like my pop song, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, uh, never really, never really singing that much. Um, but, uh, I don't know. That was a song I had fun with as well. It was just like, um, I was just playing around almost. It was just fun to be in the studio. Yeah, exactly. And that beat, it was like very bubblegum. So that's what, 
that's what like inspired my lyrics and inspired like the way that I uh, presented it. Um, you know, she said that she won a fantasy. <laughs> I was like little shorty around with me. In the whip and we rolling on a tree. Want my producer? We gonna have to charge a fee, hey. Because <laughs> everyone's always asking me for a beat all the time from Troopy, and I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna overload this guy. He's working for one man right now. <laughs> if you guys want beats, we're gonna have to charge you the nice fee. That's smart though to have that like artist producer combination that's what scott storch said to do to, for yeah. all producers yeah we're like we're like gangstar pretty much i want to mm-hmm. say you know like modern day like he's he's my dj premiere i'm just guru and you know that's pretty much how i'm looking at it mm-hmm. but obviously i do um i've had i have worked with other producers in the past in the obviously past. and i still want to work with a lot of other producers like i do have couple songs in the vault um produced by genshin he's nice genshin is that's how the best connecticut producer genshin yes okay the best connecticut producer guy worked with suicide boys puya like the track record goes on like monty x k subi those dudes are from connecticut yeah so i have three songs in the vault but i'm probably I'm probably going to get a couple more and uh, make an EP. Probably want to do like a Chubby versus Genshin or something like that. But That'd be cool. We'll, we'll like talk first about half, that. like A and B side? Yeah. Yeah, that would be fire. But um, I worked with Grim Doza. He's the one who produced some um, trust issues. And, I think I've seen him on Twitter. Yeah, Grim Doza is out here. I mean, he just did a track with Pharrell. Pharrell just produced a track for him, but he's a big time producer. He's like Lord Fubu and stuff like that. Like I see Twa, he's a really big underground producer. He's been doing it for many years and I've been a big fan of him for many years. And like, it was just, I was just happy to get a beat off of him, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, that's you awesome. know, that song came out pretty well too. We're back for the outro. So what's next? So, Right now, I, like I said before, I'm probably uh, working on shooting a video either next week or within the next couple weeks for um, my next single that's about to drop. It's called um, These Niggas Mad, and it's spelled T-H-E-Z-E-N-I-K-K-A-Z, mad, so white people could say it. <laughs> and just so people know, I'm half black and half white, so... Uh, I definitely let my white boy say the N-word. I don't care. <laughs> but that's definitely a fine line, so we definitely had to make the title friendly for everybody. Um, and that song is pretty much like my song telling everybody, I don't know, not telling everybody what it is, but just telling everybody that, Pretty much what Russ was saying. You know what I mean? If you're going to have a certain persona online, you're going to carry yourself a certain way. You better be that way outside of your music. I mean, outside of um, the internet stuff, outside of your social media, um, and outside of your music videos. Yeah, just be true to you. And pretty much it just talking about how people's music nowadays isn't what it used to be and how it should be a little better and about how... I'm going to be moving a little faster than all of you. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in one year? In one year, I see myself touring across the globe. 
independently making money and uh, just uh, spreading my message to people. And then uh, obviously I just want to bring some charity to, to Connecticut and to where I've grew up, especially. What about five years? Five years, I ultimately want to be doing pretty much the same thing, but obviously on the higher, higher, higher level, you know, maybe a couple platinum records, maybe, uh, you know, I want to get to some point, I want to start a record label maybe. And be the guy to help all these other people. Yeah, because I do get a lot of, lot, a lot of questions now and a lot of people inquiring, can yo, can you help me? Like, da 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 da. And I'm like, you know, that's gonna make me your manager. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you really want me your manager, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fee, and it's also gonna be a lot of work because I'm gonna be on you. Like, I'm gonna be making sure that you're doing your job, especially since you know, if you if you want to be serious, I'm gonna make it make sure make that you are. Serious, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make sure that you're serious. Like, hey, get off the couch. Go, yeah. go into the booth. You just said you were going to grind on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, obviously not push somebody's, like, creative, like, uh, not process, but, limits, but, but yeah. just make sure, you know, you know, just do what you need to do to get to where you want to be. I feel that. Yeah. What about 10 years? 10 years. Damn, 10 years isn't even that far, though, if you think about it, bro. I'm only 21. I'm going to be 31. It's just going to be, like, no difference. So let's just kick it up a notch. Let's say, like, 20 years, right? Okay. No one's ever done this. Yeah, but 20 years, I guess, you know, I want to be on, like, Jay-Z level, past Jay-Z, obviously, because my lyrical content will be better. That's the mindset you have to have. Yes, and then, you know, just, just be rich as hell. I don't want to be rich, but I want to be rich as hell. So I can, I want to be like Robin Hood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, my, some of my biggest influences, like people wise are like, inf- like Oprah, like people who give back. Like I want to be able to, yeah, like, especially in Meriden. Like I remember just growing up, like we were riding bikes and everything and they took our skate park away when we were like 14 or 15. So then it was like, all right, so now there's nowhere to ride when everyone was kicking us out of every spot saying go down to the skate park. Like I want to build like skate parks all over. Like I want to build a skate park. Cool. So people down have outlets, there. kids have outlets. Yeah. Cause that was, that is one of the biggest outlets like in my city. Like there's so many kids who skateboard. There's so many kids who BMX. Like, first it was like boxing gym, like we had beat the street, you know, but then obviously once we started getting older and everything, it was different. Everybody started riding bikes and like, who knows what's going to be in the future. But like, I just want to contribute and like, and just show kids that there's other ways of doing things like, you know, building affordable studios that kids can go record at if they want to, or take lessons to engineer, or do so this and that. How like, to use the equipment. Yeah. So be like, I, I'm not going to do that because I don't know how to. I don't have the money to get that equipment. Exactly. Like, I just, I don't know. I want to be very entrepreneurial. Like, I want to open businesses. Mm-hmm. I want to just be able to do many things like merch, just every, I just want to be a jack of all trades. I'm, I'm very multi-talented when it came to life. And that's why it was very hard for me to choose a path that I really wanted to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, but music was a very obvious choice for me, but like it brings happiness to you. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things like when I, when I 
want to be good at something, I go, I go a hundred percent and like, that's just how I always been. So mm -hmm. like, there's things that I'm good at and there's things obviously that I'm not, but like, I don't know. I just always wanted to make better in life and just show everybody that they can be better because everything is within everybody's grasp. Like, it's just all about the mindset that you, you got to manifest and like, it. Yeah. You just have to manifest it. And like pretty much this whole year, all I did was write stuff down in my notes and like put them away and like nothing, you know, not thought nothing of them. But when I go look down to go check them off, you everything has been done. Yeah. yeah. Like everything that I planned out has been done. That's why they told you to write down your goals in high school, middle school, elementary school, because they wanted you to fucking start manifesting. Yeah. They just didn't say manifest. Exactly. And like, that's just all it is. And it's like, you know, you, you just think with a with a clear mind and like don't let any of the negative shit get to you. And like so you don't have to turn to like opioids. You don't have to turn to like all them stress things you just, like sip lean or whatever. And like just to get out of your depression because you don't let that shit get to you because you just build a barrier around yourself of positive things. And then all those negative people will ultimately be positive with you. It's just how it works. It'll gravitate towards the positivity. Yeah, exactly. That's sweet, man. So is there anybody else that you'd like to shout out before we end tonight's interview? Um, definitely shout out my mom again, um, my grandfather, uh, my boy Leroy. Uh, he's pretty much my brother. He lives with me right now. Um, my boy Dex. Uh, hope he's staying out of trouble. Um just pretty much everybody in Free Soul Block, my boy Vinny for for helping me um, through the beginning and everything like that and uh, selling me his MacBook mm -hmm. and all that, uh, Chuby, um, just all the Dirty Den, you know, you guys know who you are, um, you know, I have, my circle is not that huge, so yeah. everyone should know who they are, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's it. I'd just like to say shout out to our sponsors, shout out to the Depot Collection, um, Upraised and Packed House. This is season four, episode three of The Break Dude. Thank you very much, and we're out.